Okay. <laughs> All right, I can hear you. All right. You can, can you hear me now? <laughs> technology in 2020. We have the technology. Yeah, well, you know, working from home provides its own set of fun and challenges, evidently. Yeah, dude, you're not kidding. Including, you know, karmatic appearances of the Bluetooth devil. <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of the challenges that I've always had. Actually, this is the first setup that I've had that is actually kind of uh, congruent with my like work process, I guess. Um, the stack of books? Like, no, 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 no. No, not having to like transfer. You know, I take phone calls. You know, I take zoom calls like we're on right now and, and getting a single device to kind of multiplex between all of them oh. uh, has always been a challenge but the, the the heads the bluetooth headphones that i have now actually do pretty well dropping on and off different devices so nice. well, we have already experienced them dropping your device off <laughs> uh, and that's it Henry, Dude, ladies I, and gentlemen <laughs> I, can't, I can't i can't even explain it like the bluetooth isn't even on myself i don't know man something happened on zoom's back end when you hit record that it redirected audio or something Absolutely. that was wow. it was it was too too in line I would point anyway to a certain uh republic democratic people's republic of uh of Asia snooping in on there and uh, deciding to take it out, but it's China. I don't want to uh, lead any uh, lead anybody on with that misinformation because you know it's all theft <laughs> at the end of the day. So how you doing oh. working from home, dude? Oh, oh what, 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 are you, what were you saying earlier? You've been working from home for six years. This is uh, year nine. 10 for me <laughs> oh wow oh so yeah. you be, i didn't even know that I, in the pre-conversation I, I had no I, idea I, I like to keep that close to the chest you know i don't like to brag ed but i've been there done that it's true yeah <laughs> for longer than i have third, third um, company doing this too which is kind of kind of really crazy but yeah. this will be my this will be my second i think oh. fully remote yeah before yeah. before i was where i am now um I was remote, and then before that, it was a startup where I kind of did like two days remote, two days in the office. Yeah, So yeah, I think you know, push the boundary there, you know. Sure. (laughs) So ten years, man. I feel like. Can you hear me? Oh yeah, I can hear you. Dude, my headset dropped again. So while Ed is fixing his shit, because that's what Ed's going to be doing, and you can watch him in this wonderful video that we're preparing. Let's give you a little bit of background and context of what's going on here. This is Elemental Collision. This is the video portion of the podcast. <laughs> can you hear me now? <laughs> I can hear you. I'm just doing the intro while you were otherwise disposed. So we had that long lead-in, and I was just saying, this is Elemental Collision. It's all about life and technology colliding, <gasps> hence the name, Elemental Collision. And uh, we're going to turn this into a series, Ed. I think this is going to be a series. It's you know, if we want to use the, the current metaphors, it's two bearded white guys talking about technology. Because that'll go over what like could, a, What could go wrong? <laughs> absolutely. Well, you know, <laughs> and we have, you know, logoed mugs and, uh, you know, you got your Beats headphones. That stack of books. I have my stack of books in the token picture of Ireland. Because Dude, I'm such a not? wreck. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. I have more books, like, just like stacked next to me. So what do you I, do in I, your spare time? I read. Yeah, outside clearly. of being a father to four freaking children, outside no. of being a father to four, yeah, I got two. You got four, half a dozen. So, yeah. I was talking to you like in the pre-show, I guess what would be considered pre-show at this point. Like, I miss the in-person element to working in in tech, and I don't, I don't know. I've never worked outside of tech in a professional capacity, so the per like the the interpersonal element that you know you and i have both worked from home for a lot of years yep. but we would 
travel probably pretty regularly. At least for me, it was like once a month. I'd travel probably for a week a month or a couple of days at least a month. And we would end up getting together in the corporate offices or at a customer account or or anything. And and I miss that, man. I miss like being able to get together and just generally shoot the shit about anything and everything um, with respect to career, with respect to family. And, you know, a lot of my, I guess, friends support system with respect to work was kind of propped up by the travel that I did. And I didn't realize it until, you know, we got put on this, you know, eight month at this point, I think it's why eight months at this point, travel <laughs> ban that we've been on. It's not been so a decade. I, <laughs> it, feels like, it feels like a whole lot of years rammed into so, a whole lot. I mean, look at how, dude, months. I'm so degenerate that like, I just, I don't even shave anymore. Like I can't even function as a human being. You well, know, I'm and, not going to make any comments about beards. <laughs> I, I think the stuff of legends is when it comes around Christmas and I look like goddamn Santa Claus. And so. they shut the, the hair salons again, right? So I can't oh, even get my hair cut. That's unfortunate. I, uh, I had the COVID cut for a while. Uh, managed to make it into a great clips and let it all go. <laughs> Absalom in the Bible. I was ready to get caught underneath the tree somewhere, you know, and be hung by my locks. But, you know, thankfully it all ended up on the floor somewhere and I lost like four pounds. So nice. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, I, I wanted to get together and use this as that venue. Um, I don't have any beer that I'm not going to consume while I'm mowing my lawn later this evening, but next time I'll have enough beer where I'll actually have like a beer while we're on the call. Well, you know, I, I normally like to Hold say I, I'd sponsor this by yeah, something is going on with Bluetooth and my headsets here, man. He just keeps talking. You know, you know, it's so weird. I would, I would force mute him, but folks, I can't, it's ad. I, I just can't do it. Well, you know, so I like to keep the surprise in the mug. This is coffee. Uh, and historically, if, if any, for those of you who have listened to Elemental Collision in the past, I have usually <laughs> tried to note what it's sponsored by in terms of the liquid form. You know, this great amount of thinking has been sponsored by, I don't know, you know, hop, I, you know, some hoppy IPA somewhere. So, yeah, no, I, I am all about the choice of alcoholic beverages. There will be no White Claw, please. I think we're over. You mean you don't want to taste the flavor of another person screaming from the other room as you drink it. <laughs> I was going to say I'm not that basic, but I, I suppose. <laughs> I, I don't remember what the meme was, but I saw something on the internet at one point in time. It's like the flavor of White Claw is somebody screaming the name of it from the other room. Well, so they just, on the, you know, they just, White Claw just actually made it to Ireland. So like a lot of the folks that I, I love very, very dearly that work in Ireland, live in Ireland, are like, White Claw's here. I'm like, oh, another American invasion. <laughs> oh, no. We I'm gave so you McDonald's. We gave you Burger King. We gave you goddamn I'm... KFC. <laughs> and you got White Claw. This is not the best export that we've ever done. I apologize for all of America's degeneracy, first and foremost. Oh, I think a, that's, that's, a, the most... that's a big burden there, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the whole it's funny so like americanism in the rest of the world I, I growing up in america in the 90s and early 2000s i guess we weren't necessarily as globalized at that point in time or maybe it was just my naivety likely my naivety the first time i went to amsterdam i imagined like amsterdam that you see in the movies right and i've been standing on one of the main streets looking down one of the main streets into like the city center and what do i see strapped to this beautiful like you know, 15th century building, but a Burger King sign. And I was like, God bless America. Yeah. (laughs) 
It's like the time I went to Frankfurt for uh, ISC, the International Supercomputer Convention. So I walk in, you know, like I collect Starbucks mugs. All right, you know, so I am the degenerate of all degenerates. Like they said, you know, like I'm going to find Americanism buried, you know, <laughs> buried right in the heart of, you, you know. Clearly went to Germany to have McDonald's in Germany. Hey, oh, I got stories, man. I got so I'm in there. I'm looking at this, and I see a Chipotle sign. <laughs> Perfect. Chipotle in the middle of fucking Frankfurt. Like, again, I'm giving you my half-assed Americanized version of, you know, like everybody has that kind of wake and bake moment where you need the, you need that food, you need that grind or whatever comes in that bowl. But like, really? Chipotle? <laughs> like, why are we doing this to you? That being said, some of the best barbecue I've ever had was in Frankfurt. And that's, uh, you know, I know the Texans are cringing at this point. Okay, listen, there are, there are different variations of barbecue around the world. This is not Texas barbecue, but this for Frankfurt, for Germany, it's pretty goddamn good barbecue. So, you know, for me to whatever hotel, the Meridian Hotel with the barbecue joint in the, in the, in the foyer, dude, well done. So, you know, travel. If you turned on transcripts. That's, that's nice so that you can actually see me when your headset goes completely tits up again. Yes, exactly. Okay, good. And maybe yeah. for our audience that doesn't want to listen to us. Modern problems require modern solutions, Dave. Or, or we can just create solutions to problems that no one are asking. No one's asking. That sounds like we work in the tech industry. I don't I don't know. But like you're saying, that Americanization stuff, I mean, one of, you know, like you said, travel, the community, like a lot of this stuff. I mean, I... Yeah, by the way, this is going to be a shock to you. I'm going to be in California next week. Oh, really? Northern? I'm going to go visit my. I'm going to give, go visit my mom. Uh, you're going to be in my neck of the woods then. Uh, close enough to Corona to see it from an airplane. <laughs> hey, I don't live in Corona. I just want to qualify that. <laughs> yeah, I thought. Oh, was it Temecula? <laughs> no, 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 I don't live. Riverside, I don't live in- San, San Bernardino. <laughs> <laughs> it gets worse from where I'm going, man. <laughs> Sino. The live in the tar pits in La Brea. Encino man, wow. Blast oh. from the past. Oh, you said you were a kid of the, of the 90s. Yeah, I mean, I, I... Wow. It's been years since I've seen that movie, but yeah, Encino well, man. When you talked about Amsterdam and you're like, the movies, I was like, please tell me that it was not a Cheech and Chong reference because that would... <laughs> I actually haven't seen a lot of the Cheech and Chong movies. I don't think you're uh, missing anything. I think I know most of like the the common memes from the movies, but that's about it, man. I didn't see the Star Wars movies until my sons said they wanted to see all of the new Star Wars movies. So the, I think I uh, binge watched all of them like two or three years ago. All right. So this is going to set the temperament for how the rest of this conversation to go. How did you watch the Star Wars films? What order? Um, how did you, how did you indoctrinate your child? <laughs> Was it? Uh, okay, go, go. Chronologically. Ooh, chrono- uh, like chronologically by the story. film date? Film, oh, uh, I don't know. What, Did is I ruin it, so, it? No, I don't think you ruined it. I mean, it, it's, it's, I suppose that in the depths of my heart, you, the canon has been corrupted at some point along the way. That being said, oh, I'm not a, you're I'm, one not of a those. I'm not okay. a purist. No, God, no, I'm All not right. a purist. I actually liked Solo. I actually liked some of the other ones that people were like, oh my God, who, who thought this was a great idea? So, what did you? What did your? What did your child think that uh, of the uh, of the well of the of, of the story? Really, um, they love it. 
and one of their favorites actually happens to be uh i think return of the jedi oh, or yes. a new or a new hope either or um so i asked him i was like so which ones do you like do you like the newer ones or do you like the old ones and they actually like the old ones and i'm not gonna lie it probably took me three or four watches to get through the old ones without falling asleep because <laughs> It's just like, so again, being a child of like the 90s and the early yeah. 2000s, like the the big messianic story, because that's really what they're doing in the world of Star Wars, right? <laughs> the big messianic story was the Matrix, right? So that one's always kind of captured me. Sure. And anytime my wife makes fun of me constantly, but anytime the Matrix is on, like that's going to be on the TV. And she's like, you're freaking ridiculous, dude. And <laughs> so like, that's kind of my go-to when it comes to like messianic story. So again, I thought Star I think the other thing is too, like I didn't grow up in like the space race era mm. or at least the, the kind of cold war post space race era in that like space was already a thing. Like we'd been to the moon, we were doing launches constantly. In fact, NASA was defunded in my teen years because we had done all of the things that we decided we wanted to do with the program. Yeah. So like, it wasn't as like, wow for me, you know what I yeah. mean? And I think, you know, again, because the internet was a thing when I was a child and looking at what the matrix was, uh, you know, I think that's why it's kind of that, that, that story that really grabbed me from a childhood era. So anytime the matrix is on and I think it's fantastic, but again, I'm not like a, a super like canon person when it comes to that either. I'm not going to sit and debate with you on like what a good or bad version of the matrix was with respect of one, two, and three. And I, I don't care that much, I guess. I would argue that I would never do that as well because there are so many more exciting things in the world to talk about, like community, than Star Wars. <laughs> then again, Star Wars is a weird community. I mean, you can go into the Trekkies, though. I mean, you get into the Star Trek stuff. I mean, it goes, that goes sideways really, really quick, too. So, I mean, listen, yeah. everybody has their thing. I agree with you on the, mess, uh, on the Matrix. You know, I actually can only watch the first one. I can't watch the second or third one. Because I fall asleep at those. And I've actually never watched those other two. It, it's almost like there's this moment of completion and triumph in the first one. You're like, just don't fuck it up. <laughs> don't. You know, and then it goes, you know, and then the cinematography, you know, watching the behind the scenes thing, how they did that, you know, bullet time and all that kind of, you know, like that's the exciting part. I mean, I went to the theater like five or six times while it was in there to watch that movie. Me as a poor college kid. Going slinging down my eight dollars and nine dollars, or I mean, you know, adjusted for inflation, that's probably fifty AMC dollars at this point. You know, going there slinging it down. By the way, Mulan's going to cost thirty dollars to stream. I saw that. Ridiculous. Well, we did it to ourselves, man. In this era of ten dollars a month streaming on Netflix or Disney Plus, and if you start to add these things up, you suddenly are paying more than your cable packages. But you know, we did it to ourselves. You know, we, we, we set the market price for how these things are going to be delivered and Disney is capitalizing on it to all for all intents and purposes. So I, be careful what you wish for. You want to do this <laughs> stuff in, uh, you want to have these $200 million, $300 million production, you know, kind of movies, and, you know, cinematography to boot, and make it amazing and revisualize and blah, 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 blah. You're going to pay for it. <laughs> You're going to pay a lot for it. I have to admit, man, like, so my family me semi included i'm finally admitting it uh we're huge disney fans right and you know when it comes to the new milan movie i'm actually super excited um because i've been a fan of that type of cinematography for a long time 
and I'm really interested to see where the uh, the studio takes it. Uh, from what I understand, there's a lot of people who are disappointed because like Mushu isn't in the movie anymore, the little dragon character. Eddie Murphy. And, you know, there, there's no singing. So they, they've immediately lost a bunch of Disney fans right there. But from my perspective, again, I've been a, a fan of um, that type of cinematography. I'm not going to try to assign it a category because I don't know what the category is. I'm sure there is one yeah. because I notice similarities between other movies that I've seen yeah. uh, that kind of follow that line. But I'm very excited. Um to see what Disney does with that because, you know, Disney being the number one kind of entertainment like powerhouse in the world. I'm always interested to see when companies are ready to deviate from their norm. And this seems like it's Disney trying to eventually deviate from their norm. Yeah. I think, you know, everybody started question, why is Disney doing live action remakes? You know, like all all of a sudden uh, it's good old capitalist Disney. Trying to make more money off the backs of the, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, probably the backs of the proletariat. I'm going to be confusing the bourgeoisie and proletariat oh, all over the place. That. But yeah, like you can't confuse that because God, you know, wars have been fought for less. But, you know, like this, <laughs> this situation, it's been interesting. It's, you know, I, I love the kind of, you know, Lion King, for example, the remake of Lion King. I actually liked it. You know, like it, there's, there's something that's a little bit more compelling at a certain point where you start to put, you know, again, re-envisioning the story, reimagining the story, or taking it, reframing it, reshaping it to something else. Yeah, sure, it's rehashing some of the old, the old there, and it's not as you're noting the difference between animated Mulan and live-action Mulan. There are going to be some distinct, a lot more distinct differences there. But I think there was something that was powerful and gripping to hear somebody from our, you know, I would say my generation, but for my kids to experience a new generation of actors and actresses and voice talent and for them to see something i mean i can't take them back to the beta days <laughs> i can barely i can barely take them back to dvds you know yeah. you know blu-ray those things <laughs> it's something that's circular and has laser discs dude <laughs> i had a laser disc but my dad of all the things in the world my dad decided i mean i had one laser disc and i think it was a sampler laser disc that came with the laser disc player to like prove out how cool the technology was. I mean, it looked like a fucking dinner plate, but you know, hey, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you drop it. You drop it the wrong way. It shears and spine, you know, goes into a million pieces. But like that, like, but remember, that was going to be the harbinger of great things to come. That was like HD before yeah. HD was cool and popular or whatever, you know, and then all of a sudden flash forward and all of a sudden, what's, you know, what's all these? St- I don't have a DVD player, CD player slot in anything came out a little bit weird but you know like i don't have that facility anymore in any of the systems that i build buy or beg steal or whatever i think my xbox is the last thing that has takes a piece of physical media yeah yeah i mean my car does but then again i I use spotify in my car like you know and satellite radio don't even get me started on satellite radio (laughs) but whatever so no it's 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 intriguing i like the like the differences in perspective I and mean, all this comes down to like we've you and i have both been privileged to watch technology march on i mean even the stuff that we touch in our day job you know we get to look at the visions of the future where things are going right that's what excites us and getting back to even the original premise of this that's where we build these little communities of things that we do right, right. like this is how you and i got to know each other was through <laughs> artificial intelligence stuff you know like just in our right. Who's that nerdy guy with glasses that's talking about this stuff? He seems pretty smart. I should get to know him. Can I tell you real quick how liberating it is to not be having a conversation about that right now? <laughs> uh, uh, yes, and, you've and, been and doing it all day. We, 
we can go there. I don't have a problem with that, but like, it's nice. I always like when you get into these communities, right? Like I always feel like I can't necessarily be 100% myself. And, you know, there's a particular challenge there because, you know, I think there's a certain element of, of humanity that's dropped on the floor with the worry of, is somebody going to like, Ed likes the matrix who in the academic circles is going to, you know, hate Ed because Ed likes the matrix. You know what I mean? Like, so I, <laughs> I, I worry when it comes to these communities, like yeah. having an opinion on certain things, I, I don't know. I just, I always worry, is this going to negatively impact my career in some yeah. way? And I'm, I'm starting, you know, for lack of a better term to give less and less of a fuck about that. Yeah. And more about, again, just kind of being inclusive, like, cool. You like the matrix, man. We can chat about the matrix. I don't know shit about the matrix, but you can tell me about the matrix, right? Like if you like it enough. And so I'm, I'm, I'm just generally like, it took me a long time to get to this point because I don't have a traditional like education background. And when it comes to building technology or doing research in an area of technology or science in general, um, I feel like, you know, there are absolutely clicks and making sure that I don't persist that whole idea of a click is something that I want to make sure that I do with my career. Yeah. yeah we're not in high school anymore. You know, like the, these things, I mean, we do this every day, like yeah, as, as you identified, right. We have our little engineering groups. We have our, I'm in marketing. I have a little marketing groups. We have our, you know, this is the way that we want to do it and try to blend all those things. Like you say, there's a certain level where you have to give a fuck because that's what keeps you employed. <laughs> there's the other aspect to it where you're where you you want to go in you want to have honest conversations where you remove all pretense i think you know and that's how you and i have gotten along so swimmingly i think there's there's less of a pretense there you know and i try to maintain that i know you try to maintain it with everybody you you run across but the relationships that last especially the communities that you build are built around the idea of removing pretense i got a chance to one of the I'm not going to try to butcher this, but netminds.co.uk uh, or netminds.uk or something like that it was a startup. I got the mentor back in March when last time I actually corporate traveled <laughs> it was in <laughs> Belfast and it was amazing, you know, Ormoth Baths and this is startup and they wanted to connect to entrepreneurs and startups and mentorships and do all this kind of stuff. And I, you know, fast forward a couple of months and COVID's in full rage and I got to sit down with one of the founders, two founders and talk about community, like this exact thing. And I'm like, the best part about community and looking at it from the window of all the projects that, you know, you and I have experienced and whether it be related to COVID, open source ventilator projects and just things that we've been involved in, you know, the communities that thrive don't, aren't necessarily the biggest communities. They're not right. the ones with 15,000 members that are all dissenting. It's not the Linux kernel mailing list, you know, with the, <laughs> you know, that guy at the very top, you know, <laughs> dictating what happens. That guy. Yeah, that guy. You know, I don't know. You know, whatever. People get weird about mentioning names. But yeah. it's the communities that go from 2,500 people on inception to 50 people at the end. Why? But those 50 people have removed all the pretense. They're working towards a common goal objective, and they're willing to set their egos aside for the most part and really focus on what's there. You know, and it can be specific to a build project or it can be the relationship that keeps people in place. They're all diverse. They're all, we learn so much from that kind of diversity. I have, I like props, so I always have props. You know, if you look at this picture, it's a mosaic, right? Mm-hmm. But all these little individual pieces are broken, right? So that's a, that's a beauty of this mosaic. A friend of mine built made this for me, built this for me. Well, truly, she built it with a drought and wood and glass and stuff like that. 
Now, if I just removed one of these pieces, I wouldn't lose the entire picture that's here. But if I started to remove all these things and it wasn't there in the, in the order in the places that were, the picture wouldn't be, wouldn't be there. And each of these, if we look at these as communities, I mean, the beauty of this mosaic is in the fracture, is in the differences of the size. Because the color, you know, this background, this blue color is made different, made possible, because there are different shades. There are different opinions, if you will. So, like, I always I like this kind of analogy because we're all fractured in our own little ways, right? We have our different experiences, our different rough edges. I probably have cut myself on glass more times than I care to count, you know, <laughs> whether it be sharp personalities or just being a general asshole. <laughs> like, all this stuff, I mean, it comes together, but the net result is something that you can identify, something that you can, you can see and that from the outside perspective looking in goes, hey, this is beautiful. This is something yeah. that has, has value. Yeah. And, and it's funny, man, like, again, having an inclination toward, you know, empiricism and things that fall out of the, the idea of science. It's hard for me to, to uh, embrace a lot of times that it's okay to be human. And like, what I mean by that is like, I don't always have to distill reality down to some reductionist thing. You know what I mean? I'm having trouble yeah. putting it into words, but like biomechanical okay. properties. Of yeah. It's, it's, it's okay <laughs> to like, it's okay to back off and just like enjoy the moment. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to always be inquisitive whether or not I am is a different story. Uh, but one of the things that I've kind of realized over the last couple of months in particular is like for my own mental health, I got to stop doing that. You know what I mean? And I got to, I got to train myself to, to understand that it's okay to embrace this idea of not understanding or not trying to understand or not having the desire to try to understand and just be human because being human is so broad and there's so many aspects of it that you can try to reason about that like you can spend an entire life thinking about one aspect of that which is what we do in social sciences and, and different sciences and in general and like i said i need to be better at just enjoying being human you know it's well said man <laughs> I, I you know like I, again i'll talk to our relationship for a little bit the thing i love about how we interact is you are the more cerebral half of the two of us and that's it's a beautiful thing oh we we both have our moments of glory and <laughs> probably have our, our moments of wow that just happened <laughs> oh i have my fair share don't worry <laughs> I, I do it all the time i have a mouth that opens and my foot goes in faster than anything else in the world but like a lot of a lot of that stuff and that, that inquisitiveness i mean that's one of the things i you know again that's the way your glass is cut right you know so that inquisitiveness you know, I have a background in psychology and counseling and, and the things that I've, I've done outside. So trying to maintain <laughs> my inquisitiveness tends to focus around what are the people doing? What are the people doing? Oh my God, why did they say that? Why did they do this? You know, and you can tell that ADD and being from California kind of going completely together in the way I talk super fast. Um, but like a lot of that stuff, you know, comes together when you, when you start to see this, like that inquisitive side of the brain used to keep me up at night. I want to know what's this next. I'm burning time by not reading. I'm not doing everything I possibly could. And 
it's not that I'm any less of who I am by turning that off. I mean, that's the thing, like you said, it's kind of coming to grips with the fact it's okay to be me. It's okay for me to be in a community and not always have to be the one that's on. Right. You know, not always the person ha- is pushing the wheelbarrow forward to dump all that shit on everybody, right? It's okay to let other people discover and determine values. But it doesn't negate my responsibility to take those values, incorporate them, and as you know, like kind of lazily process them in the back of my mind, and then two weeks later come up with the big-ass light, you know, bright light bulb over your head that, that we normally have, right? You know, like, yeah, hey, yeah. So, like, kudos to you for going through that journey. I think a lot of that introspection, especially in the time of COVID, right? You know, we've had a lot of alone time looking at the screen, sitting there rocking back and forth. There's no end in sight. <laughs> Having to deal with our own minds. I know it's been, it's been a hard thing for me to deal with, too. You know, that's, that's always been my poison, you know, if you will, is too much time alone listening to the thoughts inside of my head makes Dave a very dull boy. And, <laughs> you know, so... Thank you for helping me build community and help, you know, thank you for allowing me into your community to at least you know, talk as it were. So. Yeah, man. I mean, in all reality, like the set of all things we could possibly know as far as we know is likely infinite and to be exclusionary based on the set of things that we do know seems ridiculous in the, the grand scheme. Like, I like I I liken this to maybe like Sagan's pale blue dot, right? Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the picture of when they turned Voyager around and they took a picture of Earth from a couple million miles out, or a couple billion, yeah. I can't remember. And you know, yeah. Earth is this little speck suspended in a sunbeam. Yeah. And I'm not going to even try to paraphrase what Sagan said because that would be you know blaspheme. But I liken the idea of like making sure that we all kind of exercise a certain amount of humility and understand that you know again the scope of all things that we could potentially know is nothing in comparison to or at least the scope of everything we could know is is infinite and the scope of everything we do know is likely nothing and or at least asymptotically approaches zero right and like back to the community thing like the only way that we can kind of get around the set of all possible things we could know is to parallelize that process right to borrow from computation how do we explore the the effective space of all things possible to know? You parallelize that across humans, right? So you have a bunch of different brains that you could go and explore different areas of science, different areas of technology, different areas of everything. And you can effectively kind of hack your way around that, if you will. Um, but from the perspective of, again, like community building and whatnot, um, that's kind of how I view it and make sure I use that as a motivation to not be exclusionary because somebody, everybody has something to teach me. Right. And I try to approach this perspective of community building with that in mind. That's an excellent point. I was watching a transcript and it said paralyze instead of <laughs> parallelize, which I yeah. suppose there is parallelization paralysis. That could be a word. I don't know. It picked up parallelization, but it said paralyzed, paralyzed previously. So parallelized (laughs) it got that one all right so you just need a little more pronunciation uh yeah stronger diction with those (laughs) lips my american diction is about as you know american as it can get i know i like to tell people i know i'm your typical american i know about three quarters of one language 
So. <laughs> the rest I just make up as, as <laughs> the rest is just a string of idioms that even most people that I hang out with regularly can't make any sense of. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of those are too rude to be repeated. I'm sure. <laughs> so probably. Yeah. Well, Hey, Ed, it's been awesome to have you on today. Like, like I said, we'll post this out on YouTube, we'll post this out on SoundCloud. I know I, some people have already been asking to hear what's next, which is great. And, uh, we're definitely going to keep up the conversation. We're building yeah. our own little community, Ed. Let's maybe, maybe we can get, you know, like Zoom can support up to 49 people on the screen. So, <laughs> I mean, we can do that. No, God, no. I, I, I'm too much of an introvert to handle that much, that much feedback. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> and not, not to mention the floor control problem that you would have, dude. Like, who do you, who do you give the floor to? How do well, you what if everybody's headset kind of goes out at the same like time? Like my headphones so have done every five minutes on this call we all need comedy relief it's a, it's a necessary function <laughs> every time you see me reach up here and touch this it's because my headset has randomly just stopped working <laughs> and this is the first time dave i've had problems with it and i said at the beginning of the show this is the first like setup that i've had that worked and you have now disproven that by counter example so i appreciate it thank you you know i'm here to bust all those uh, preconceived notions of success you know that's <laughs> that's, that's me i'm gonna drag you right down into the pit of despair <laughs> Technical despair. <laughs> I think I'm a generally pretty happy fucker. So, <laughs> so anyway. All right, man. I appreciate it. I know people will appreciate our conversation. Hopefully they'll join in. We'll see what the comments are. I mean, hey, this will go on Twitter at some point too. So just get ready. Two white guys talking about community. It could be a barn burner. <laughs> we can fix that problem though. That's the goal. We need to fix that problem. It's all about fixing problems. As long as you know that the problem exists, you can fix it. Thanks. Thanks for having me, dude. You got it.